Well, hello, and welcome to episode number two of Dragonfly Ripple. And we're bringing up the next generation of nerds on this here podcast. Uh, my name is Carlin Trammell, and I'm one of the co-hosts of the show. And uh, sitting with me at this uh, virtual table is my friend Michael May. Hi, Michael. Hey, Carlin. It's good to see you again. Good to good to hear virtually. from you. Virtually. Virtually. <laughs> Um, we'll bring in our other co-hosts in a few minutes, but I wanted to, uh, to chat with you, Michael. And, uh, uh it's been a little while, been a, a few weeks since we did episode one and, uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, it's good to be back. Uh, I think I mentioned last time on the show that I have, I am having the hardest time getting my kids to be excited about Star Trek. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm curious about that. I'm curious to know, um, what you tried because David is is into it, um, and uh, so I mean, I mean, it could just be a personality thing. Uh, you, know, you know, not everybody likes the same stuff. But uh, um, I'm curious to know kind of how you approached it, and I can tell you kind of how we approached it. And I don't know. I don't know. My uh, my uh, oldest, who Annalise, she she a few years ago when I was watching through all of the classic series, and this this might have been now. Four or five years ago, I, I was watching through them all. She she would sit with me and was really astute. She would notice. She picked up on things like she picked up on Spock. She she was even saying like, "Ooh, Spock knows everything," and she was mm. she seemed to really get into it. And then there was a time where I I just wasn't watching it. I wasn't uh, uh, just sort of took a break from it. I guess naturally as I went on to some other things I was watching, and uh, and then in that time she got really into Doctor Who, and I said, "Oh, hey, uh, you know, if you like Doctor Who." you might like this other science fiction show that's very similar in that there's an older version and a newer version and even more hundreds of hours of it that, <laughs> that you might enjoy. And uh, we tried it and she just wasn't into it. She just felt it was boring. And, <laughs> and I've tried mainly uh, classic and next generation, but um, okay. neither um, seems to have lit her fire. So with David, it was, his first exposure to it was actually the 2005 reboot. Um, and I don't know, I, I think that must have helped him. Cause in, I, he was super into giant monsters at the time, and he still is. But uh, if you remember, there's kind of a giant monster at one point in that movie. And uh, he saw that in the trailer, and he was kind of curious about it. So we uh, took him to see it, and um, and he dug it. He, he liked the movie a lot. And uh, he, he knew that there was like an older version of it, um, and uh um was kind of curious about it but uh um so we showed him that and uh i, I think I, i'm such a I, this is, I don't know if this is the right way to do things or not but i i'm a really weird about like starting from the beginning I, like um you know like you were ta- we were talking last week about our last time we were talking about flash gordon and i was you know, shocked and impressed that you were able to start Annalise with the 1980 version. And not go back but, to the 30s. And not and go, exactly, because that's what I did, which is probably a detriment to David and Flash Gordon, because he just, he kind of got bored with, uh, <laughs> with those serials. Um, but it paid off, I guess, for Star Trek, because uh, um, we didn't, I didn't start him off on the cage, because uh, that one is is fairly slow and, and kind of, and you Tough. get to it within the series. It, 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 every, all that entire story comes up in the menagerie. Exactly. So you don't really need to start with the cage. Right, right. Um, so, but we, we did start, I think, with Where No Man Has Gone before. And um, he, 
he was interested pretty quickly. But as, as I was thinking about this conversation we're having, I was, I was asking him, I was like, well, what episodes do you think would be great to like introduce somebody your age to Star Trek? And um, so he was like, his favorite episodes are like the trouble with troubles, of course. Um, the arena with the one with the Gorn. Um, what was the other one that he mentioned? Uh, I don't know, but there was, you know, there's different kinds of Star Trek episodes and yeah. uh, there's, Definitely the ones he gravitates towards are kind of the more action-y and, um, or funny, um, as opposed to like some of the really cerebral ones. So like, I don't know, where did you guys start with, uh, how, how did you kind of approach it with her? With her recently, I, I, I sort of tried so, uh, some random stuff thinking that, um, uh, I think I watched, we, we watched, tried to watch an early episode, um, and then that didn't, that didn't do it. We tried Trouble with Tribbles. Um, I thought, well, maybe maybe it's the classic stuff. Maybe that's turning her off. So I yeah. jumped to uh, Next Generation. Uh, I think I sat down with them one uh, Saturday and just popped in. Like I tried Deja Q, which is much much more of a funnier one. I can't remember right. all the episodes, but just like I really, I get a sampling. Thinking, yeah. if she can just see where it where it gets to at its best i mean not that deja q is the best but it's i in, in my opinion it's one of the best mm-hmm. um then maybe we could go back to the beginning start from there and yeah, get, yeah. and get to it and nothing nothing seemed to oh. excite her and I, and I don't know how much of it at this point it's like i'm forcing it so much that she's just yeah she's yeah. resistant and i've probably uh pushed my limit you can reach a point to some sure. point but i I've, I've thought about the the approach that you've taken with uh the the 2009 Star Trek and starting starting there, like jumping ahead to that, but it seems so. It almost seems like a misrepresentation. It's like, hey, let's watch this 2009 version of Star Trek that's all high gloss and fancy special effects. And I, I don't want to over. I don't want to sell her on that, and then go back to this 1966 uh, television series. Right. Although it seemed to work for David. It did work for David. Um, it. I, she hasn't seen any of the uh, the older Doctor Who's yet, has she? Yeah, she has seen a few. In oh, fact, has she? You know, there's a few episodes on Netflix, and she'll want to watch them. She'll be super into that. Yeah, and I'm like, well, classic Star Trek is uh, <laughs> it's the same <laughs> that thing. Gorn. <laughs> that Gorn, <laughs> the Gorn would fit really well into a Doctor Who episode. Yeah. Well, um, so when and when you watch the uh, the classic episodes, did you watch the remastered versions or did you watch the original versions? Uh, recently we've watched the remastered ones, which I, okay. I would think would help, but yeah, that, that, I would assume so too. That's what we watched with David. And, um, I feel like anything you can do to lower that barrier to entry, um, you know, is, is a good thing. Yeah. The, the, but, other, uh, ask, the other thing I wondered, even with next generation is that there's a, there's a difference in technology as far as like, we can do things now. Yeah. Very similar to the way that they were having, um, difficulties doing things like if you think about like the like we have we're walking around with iPads and mm-hmm. we can ask the computer with our voice things <laughs> and it can pull up the same information you know it can right. pull up information for us and you know they're having to like do the same sort of thing they have to go to a panel on the wall or they have to ask questions or their their communicators are a little bit more bulky and next generation is just the the com badge but but there's like certain things like that that I wonder if if that's a barrier in that. We, this doesn't seem realistic anymore because they don't have they don't have the 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 memory of never having that technology. Mm-hmm. 
that's interesting. Yeah, that, that might be part of it. Um, and I don't know how this plays into it, but I was also thinking, like, David is, um, and maybe he would give you a different answer if you asked him, but I, my perception is that he's more into the classic stuff than he is into Next Generation. Like, we're, um, we're just in the first season of Next Generation, and it's kind of, he's never really super excited to dig into it. <laughs> well, that's like, okay. His first what, season stuff, man. <laughs> well, like, that's exactly right. Um, and, uh, but once we get into it, like, he'll, he'll find things to like, and I'm being kind of, I'm, I'm curating the, uh, the episodes that we see too. So, um, but you know, every time, you know, data is always a charm and, and he likes Worf and, uh, you know, some of the other characters, but, uh, um, but he, he really digs the, the classic stuff a lot. Um, so I don't know, it, it could be just taste or could be, but you know what I was thinking, uh, we have a Facebook page and, um, we could ask our listeners to, to give us some advice about that too. They could tell us on Facebook or even Twitter. Or Twitter, that's right. Yeah. They could say, here's what you do. Here's what, here's yep. what you're doing wrong, Carlin. Yeah, so please do. <laughs> and tell us what the best episodes are. I for, love it when people tell kids. me how I'm doing things wrong. Yeah. <laughs> that's why you have a podcast, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the sole reason I do it. Yeah. That's why I have three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right, well... You mentioned uh, David, and uh, we've talked about Annalise as well, and so maybe it's a good time to to bring them in for our main part of the show. Welcome into episode two, David and Annalise. Yay. I have to ask, uh, so last time we did this show, we talked to uh, Annalise about Flash Gordon, and uh, David, had you watched that movie yet, or no? No. Have you seen it since, though? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably my fault. Do you want to see it, David? Are you curious? <laughs> Have I ruined Flash Gordon forever? With we the didn't sell you it. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I'll probably have to make him watch it, and then we'll just see if he likes it. <laughs> and then Elise and I have not watched any uh, Monty Python yet. but okay. uh, No. But that... That's on the that's on the list to do maybe someday. I'm not, yeah. not sure yet when, but well, fish future. slapping dance is pretty short and and uh, completely inoffensive unless you're a fish. Think about fish, yeah, horribly offended by anything with fish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're going to talk to uh, Michael and David first about what Michael shared with David and. Um, Michael, why don't you tell us what you uh, what you experienced with David since the last time we talked? Yeah, so we watched the animated versions of the the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings um, uh, coming out of uh, the the Battle of Five Armies. Um, we just kind of got interested in that whole uh, world again, and we're watching um, the uh, the live action Peter Jackson. Uh, Lord of the Rings movies again, and somewhere in there, just decided, you know what? There's these. Uh, David, had you seen the animated Hobbit before? I had seen the animated Hobbit before. I had seen. I think that was one of the first things I'd seen. Maybe it was how my dad introduced me to Middle Earth. Yeah, but so, so he know. had seen. Yeah. So you'd seen that, but he hadn't seen uh, either the Ralph Bakshi um, Lord of the Rings theatrical movie or the 
Rankin Bass, Return of the King. So we watched all three of those. Okay. So you said that uh, you you had watched all the Lord of the Rings live action movies, all, all and the Hobbit ones, because I guess there's there's three Lord of the Rings movies directed by Jackson, and then uh, three Hobbit movies <laughs> directed by Peter Jackson. <laughs> one, yeah. one of the reasons we watched these is because kind of like a tribute to the last Hobbit movie coming out. Okay. Yeah, because we we had watched the the Peter Jackson Lord of the Rings movies um on dvd before and uh it's uh, david liked those and so we've been watching the hobbit movies as they've come out in the theater every year okay and uh so this is kind of since this is the last big one uh we just kind of didn't want it to end so we uh, we went back and started over again so michael what is your history with these movies these car these animated movies uh i remember when the 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 Ralph Bakshi one came out in the theater. I didn't see it that way, but I remember it being um, being released, and I remember kind of being aware that there was a thing called Lord of the Rings that, like, I mean, I I, w- I was always kind of a nerd, but th- that was like a more nerd than <laughs> than what I was. Um, people who really knew about the Hobbit knew about Tolkien and talked about him a lot. It was just they were completely foreign to me. I didn't really understand. Um, my first introduction to the Hobbit was um, I remember a kid in sixth grade giving a book report about it, which sounded pretty interesting. And so the next time uh, they would show that animated special on TV every now and then. So the next time it came on, I made sure to catch it, and that was the way that I saw gotcha. that the first time. Yeah, I think the first time I saw it was. Uh, or no, first time I heard of it was I had one of the book and record sets of the I Hobbit. remember that. Yeah. And so I'd play the record and I'd, you know, read along. <laughs> I, I had that too. That was yep. my early experience with it. But um all right, well so then uh David, you'd seen all the live action movies. Had you read or have you read any of the actual Tolkien books? Uh my mom w- read it the book the hobbit once before but i don't think we finished it because i don't remember reading about the battle of five armies like before watching the battle of five armies i didn't even know the battle of five armies even existed and then i started reading it again like after we saw the battle of five armies movie but I haven't gotten far at all. <laughs> That's fine. I've got like I don't think any dwarves have even arrived yet. <laughs> <laughs> and I, it's been so long since I've read The Hobbit. I can't. I, and I've only seen the first uh, movie of the, of the Jackson movie. I only seen the first one. I just cannot fathom how they've turned that book into three movies. So I, they have to have added things. There have to be be additions and modifications. So I don't even know how accurate yeah, I don't know how much it lines up uh, you know I just haven't I haven't done that research to know yeah, or they it, could add oh, ahead, sorry or they could add really long fight scenes yeah That's they thing. they extend the the few action sequences that are in Tolkien's book they really extend those um, but then they're also adding in a lot of behind the scenes stuff that uh, Tolkien mentions in some of like the appendices to the Lord of the Rings and you know, like in, in The Hobbit, Gandalf's always sneaking off to go somewhere and he kind of leaves Bilbo and the doors by themselves. And uh, 
in the appendices to Lord of the Rings, Tolkien explains what he's been doing and how that all ties into the main plot of Lord of the Rings. Uh, so Peter Jackson actually shows all that stuff, and that's that's how he pads it out. Gotcha. And whether it's successful or not is highly debatable, but uh, <laughs> I we like it. It's not what we're debating here. No, either. No, no, yes. Nope. 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 Okay, well, so you um, and so you, did you watch the uh, animated films in that order, Hobbit, and then uh, Lord of the Rings, and then Return of the King, to in chronological order that way. Yeah. Okay. And is that does that release order as well? Seventy seven. Oh, I see seventy seven for Hobbit, seventy eight for Lord of the Rings, and then eighty for Return of the King. So that would be yeah. release order as well. All right. So David, um, mm-hmm. what? Uh, I guess what? What did you think? What did you think of the the movies? Um, first one was good, last one was good, one in the middle, terrible. Terrible, absolutely terrible. Is it, now there's, um, the the, the one in the middle, the one that's just called Lord of the Rings, it yes. doesn't cover, um, the entire trilogy, it just covers a portion of it, because I it's, guess it covers, uh, about a book and a half, is that right? Yeah, and that's not even the problem, really, it's just... Poor animation, which is surprising, considering uh, what Bakshi has done. Yeah, he's a really talented animator, <laughs> and he—you could tell he's really experimenting in it and um, and doing some different kinds of things. But David, David could better describe like how he's what what his experiments are, but they don't pay off super well. He tried to fuse cartoon animation and live action into one movie. Like in the rotoscoping process or as in you see live action elements? No, yeah, in the rotoscoping process. And so you'll have like the orcs are very obviously guys in like girl masks. masks that they went and bought at Kmart. And <laughs> and then he just rotoscopes right over it without really even improving any of the special effects or anything. The Balrog, David, what's the Balrog like? A box head. <laughs> With fake, like, cardboard bat wings. <laughs> and it's all animated. It's like there's no reason for it to, to be that cheap and cheesy. But, uh, but man. So I don't want to take for David's conversation here, but we both felt Just the same like, way about that. Just like a box head with, like, bat wing, cardboard bat wings and little... Like birthday hat horns. <laughs> so like a uh, Minecraft detail. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. See, this was so this was ahead of its time in in a sense. If you're saying this is like Minecraft, you know, Minecraft's the new thing. It's like that's what's so in now. Well, it's not Minecraft. Yeah. It's not three <laughs> it's just I know, I know. No. No. And then another problem was, like, half the movie was just orcs, guys in girl masks. They bought Kmart running around all over the place. With, like, no story at all. Kmart a sponsor of this movie? Like, is that what... So, let's go back to The Hobbit, um, then... Yeah, this is the Rankin Bass one. I, talking about all three, do, do the that the, so the first one's Rankin Bass, the third one's Rankin Bass. Are they connected at all in any way? Does it feel like it's the same people who put it together, the same uh, I don't know voices it, or or look and style and feel? It does. 
it very much does. It still has that Rankin Bassany feel to it, but um, story wise, um, if you watch The Hobbit, then you watch The Lord of the Rings, you're going to be pretty confused. Because <laughs> you're like, what happened? Yeah, the character designs are all the same. They got the same voice actors back, um, you know, for, for all the major roles, Gandalf and Bilbo and Gollum. And um, the the music is all done by the same guys, uh, you know, from, from writing the songs to performing the songs. So it definitely has, it, it's the, very much the same tone and feel of The of the Hobbit. But And they try to do a little bit of... Uh, uh, of bridging like there's a, a framing sequence for the story um where everybody is uh in rivendell to celebrate yet another birthday party for bilbo and um then they're all kind of telling bilbo what happened like bilbo notices that frodo only has nine fingers and so they're kind of telling him the story of what happened okay and, yeah why Frodo's nine fingers? So they just skip, and then when they tell them the story, they just skip the first two thirds of that story. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or you know, they super gloss over it really quick. But, <laughs> yeah. Which is fine, is because that's where Tom Bombadil is. They don't really need to go into that. Yeah. So. <laughs> so David doesn't know anything about Tom Bombadil. <laughs> that's probably most of our listeners don't. <laughs> um, all right. So of the three movies, then David, what what was your? We know your least favorite. What was your favorite of the three? Uh, probably, uh, probably, uh, I, it's hard. <laughs> they feel the same, kind of. Do you like the story better from one or the other? Um, maybe... You're so non-committal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like the songs better. Like, the songs are original in the second one. In the first one, they were just using Tolkien's writings. Well, actually, the songs in the second one, David, are from Tolkien as well. Really? Yeah. So the, yeah, so the whole Where There's a Whip, There's a Way, that's from Tolkien. Oh. That's yep. sad. I thought that was original. <laughs> that was no, the best it, part of the whole movie. Well, and I think that's cool. That's... You know, one of my things about those movies is um, I I much prefer the the music and the songs the way they interpret those songs even better than the way uh, Jackson does, which is hard for me to say because I really like a lot of those songs in the Peter Jackson movies. But. Yeah, I like The Hobbit, like the songs in The Hobbit, better than the ones in the first Hobbit because they're both called The Hobbit. Right. But I like the songs in the second one in the return of the king in the return of the king better was there a lot of songs were there a lot of songs uh, really only two memorable ones where there's a whip and there's a way and uh Frodo of the nine fingers that daddy was singing after the movie all night upstairs <laughs> 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 Yeah, it could have been worse. He could have been singing that Leonard Nimoy, Bilbo Baggins <laughs> song. I didn't know about that. You oh, yeah. you have not heard about the Leonard Nimoy Bilbo Baggins song. I don't think that I did. I knew that Rush had a Rivendell song, but uh, 
Yes, you should uh, Google Leonard Nimoy and the Ballad of Bilbo Baggins, uh, but uh, I will not be doing that myself because I, I, I never want to see it again. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then uh, I think it's worth mentioning a couple of uh, points here. In that second, in the second movie you watched, the, the um, Bakshi Lord of the Rings, there's a couple of uh, voice actors in this, and I, I wonder if you noticed them at all. Uh, the voice of Legola, um, <laughs> the voice Legolas. of Legolas, uh, does, did that seem familiar to you at all, David? Um, I didn't even know Legolas was in... Though. In the second one. In the second one? Oh. Yeah. I pointed it out, but I don't know if you remember. Oh, okay. No. Uh, he was voiced by Anthony Daniels, who who does uh, C-3PO in the Star Wars films. But C-3PO sounds like a robot. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because <laughs> he is one. Is not a robot. I know, but... Legolas. <laughs> wait, wait. I know. Hold on. The guy who plays C-3PO is not a robot? <laughs> <laughs> that is the Sorry. worst casting ever. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh and then John Hurt does the voice of Aragorn. Yeah, yeah. I had never noticed that before until this time we watched it. I was like, man, that voice sounds really familiar. Who is it? And as I kept listening, I finally pulled it out. But uh yeah. Unfortunately the uh the <laughs> the character design kind of looks like John Hurt too. <laughs> He's just that cool. <laughs> John. I also just remembered some another bad thing about the second one. Gandalf is very disappointing. Oh, yes. You know his famous line, you shall not pass? Yes. He just butchers that line. He's like, you sh- shall not pass. <laughs> He's completely undramatic. That's weird. You've grown up on Ian McKellen doing it. It's I was fun. looking here at the cast. I didn't think Halle Berry was the voice of Gandalf. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you know. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, okay. So then, now that you've seen all these, David, are you are you glad you've seen them? That they've they've completed the collection as far as watching the the Tolkien Tolkien verse. Mm. <laughs> sure. All right. Annalise, do you have any questions for David about these movies? Um, do you think I should read the books and then watch the movies and then watch the cartoons? Or is there a different order? Um, re- reading the books, sure. Reading the movie, I mean, you don't read movies. <laughs> Watching... <laughs> The live action ones, that's a good idea. Cartoon ones, um, first and third, stay away from the second one. <laughs> so it's but if wor- you want to see how, if you want to see how bad it is, then just see the second one. <laughs> just see it and get it out of the way. If you want to see how bad it is, <laughs> but if you don't want to see how bad it is, then avoid it. <laughs> So do you think it is worth watching Hobbit and Return of the King? It is worth watching those. If you're one of those critics that likes to yell at bad movies, then watch the second one too. <laughs> never, there's never any yelling. Never any yelling. <laughs> well, are you glad that you watched them? Did I already ask that question? I can say that I did. That I, I can say that I did. 
So from that standpoint, you're glad. You've checked the box. You've got a card. Yeah. They, they mail you a card saying that you've watched them. Yes. And you can, or a certificate, and you can frame that certificate. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, David, let me ask you this. Because we actually had to buy the, a box set just to even get a hold of a couple of That's these. That's dedication to uh, the podcast. Man. It, it is. It totally <laughs> is. But, so, David, would you watch any of them again? I'd probably watch, I might watch the first and second ones, but like 30 minutes, hour of the second one is just orcs running all over the place. There's no story at all. I was falling asleep. Um, maybe not the second, maybe like the first part of the second, I don't know. <laughs> just the, first- the memory. The memorable parts. Okay. But The Hobbit and Return of the King, you, you enjoyed those, you said. Yes. Was the box set all three of these, even though they're different companies? Yeah, yeah, it actually was. It's nice somebody puts that together for you. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, Michael, are you were you pleased with the reaction then of, of, of David on, on these movies? Or Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we saw eye to eye on them. We had a great time, even in The Lord of the Rings, just ragging on it. Um that was a completely worthwhile experience, and uh, again, the, the music in the the Rankin Bass ones is totally fun. And I was singing along because I'd already knew those songs. And um, but now David and I have another kind of touchstone that we can kind of launch into a chorus of "Where There's a Whip, There's a Way" together. <laughs> it's all fun. At the next talent show, you can sing that together. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you do that. Shoot some video. We'll put it on the blog. Okay. All right. All right. Well, um, we're, we're going to take a little break here and uh, go to another little segment, and we'll come back and we'll talk to Annalise about Dungeons and Dragons. So we'll be right back. This is a new segment we're doing on the Dragonfly Ripple podcast. It's the Jetpack Tiger segment. And I'm here with a new member of the show, Dashel. Hi, Dashel. Hi. Hi. How are you? Good. All right, this is your segment of the show, and I want to ask you, what are you into right now? Stitch. Stitch? What's that? Um, it's like this show with, where there's like this alien experiment, and um, a little girl adopts him, and they do like these weird things, with, and they fight alien bad guys and stuff, and... um. And I like it. Okay. Well, so you like the movie Lilo and Stitch? Uh-huh. How many Lilo and Stitch movies are there? Four. There are four. What's the first one? The first one is, where, is how she adopts him. Okay. And what happens in the second one? He, Stitch dies and he comes back to life. Wait, is that is that like a spoiler? Did you just ruin the ending for somebody? No, but I just don't like that movie so oh, I don't watch it now. You don't watch the second one because you don't like it? I don't no, I, I'm not going to I don't watch it very often because I don't like it because he um because he dies. Oh okay. But he comes back to life. Yeah. Okay. What's the third one called? The third one is is when that's when it 
It didn't make sense because to me when I first watched it because I watched it in the fourth movie before the um, third movie, which I thought was the third movie. Okay. So um, it didn't make sense when I first watched it, but um, so this guy um captures Jumba, and he kidnaps him, and he and they call him, and they call someone to help him and help them and they save him and they are going to save and they saved experiments too because they got because they were going to get captured like Dr. Hamster Reel wanted all 625 experiments I think I think that's how much there is okay okay what was the movie what was the third movie called I forgot. Okay. And then what's the fourth movie called? I don't think I know their names. Okay. Well, what's a fourth movie about? The fourth movie is about, um, like, something I... Well, first, they um, actually get prizes, and then they come home to Hawaii, and you have fun. Do something, and something I thought was funny is that um, Stitch was was like this guardian thing, and he made a ship, and he was like flying it around, and at and at one point, I think he ran to the wall and and destroyed his ship. (laughs) (laughs) Why do you like the Lilo and Stitch movies? Because. It's a cool experiment. Like, Stitch can do, like, a lot of cool things. Like, he can spit acid. And he can grow two arms. He can grow... He has, actually, um, four arms. And he has lines on the back, on his back. And he's got, um, antenna. And... He can see in the dark. Like, he has night vision. Okay. So he's got a lot of powers, a lot of superpowers. Yeah. And he can walk on the ceiling, and he's got super strength. And what I like about is that if he drinks coffee, um, whenever he's, like, shooting or something, he laughs like this. Ha, 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 or something like that. Okay. And I like that. So do you want them to make more uh, Lilo, Lilo and Stitch movies? Yeah, in the third movie, they come home and stuff. So there's so the guy making another movie. Because um, it makes sense that there should be another movie. Okay, all right. So you would recommend that people listening to this podcast should watch Lilo, Lilo and Stitch movies? Yes. All right. Well, thanks, Dashiell. You're welcome. Till, uh until next time, say goodbye. Goodbye. Aloha. That means hello and goodbye. And I'm Hawaii. Bye. Aloha. And we're back. And uh, I'm going to talk to uh, Carlin and Annalise about uh, their experience. Uh, something that we wanted to do with uh, Dragonfly Ripple is not always just talk about movies. There's just so many different kinds of uh, 
nerd experiences that we can share with our kids. And uh, so, Carlin, why don't you tell me um, what what you? I guess you already kind of hinted at it going into the break. But, uh, Tell me what you did. Well, I know people are probably concerned that we watched that Justin Whalen uh, Dungeons and Dragons movie, but that is not what we did. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that. But. <laughs> we'll do that down the road. Though. <laughs> um, that episode three, we'll do that. Uh, we actually played the RPG Dungeons and Dragons. All right. And which edition did you choose to play? Uh, I have. Um, I just gotten as a Christmas gift the newest edition, the fifth edition. So we played that, but I have some old third edition books. So I was incorporating elements of third edition because I don't have all of the fifth edition books. Okay, so like, what kind of elements were you incorporating from from third? Um, I was pulling in like um, I had the monster manual and the dungeon master's guide, so I was pulling in some pieces from the like equipment list and dungeon maps and stuff from the third edition. Okay. Uh, but it's like it wasn't stuff that necessarily affected the rules or anything. Just okay. Uh, so you were using the rules of the the new edi- is it where the, uh, fifth, fifth edition? Fifth? Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, and that was mostly just because you, like you said, you got it for Christmas, and that, that's what you had. Or, or did you purposely want to try like a newer edition? Um, yeah, I was I was curious. Um, I hadn't. I personally hadn't played in uh, ten year, almost ten years. I haven't played uh, uh, Dungeons and Dragons or any kind of role playing in, in about that long, about nine and a half years, maybe. Okay. And so it didn't really matter um, if it was if I'd gone back to third, which is what I played before. I'd still have to remember. I'd still have to relearn it. So yeah, uh, yeah I was just curious about the fifth edition. Okay. So and you mentioned you had played it before, and it's been a while. But tell me about that experience. Uh, was that college or? Yeah, so I'm in college. Um, I have uh, actually uh, um, on. The other one of the other podcasts I do, uh, Nerd Lunch, uh, Jeej and I were college roommates and friends in college, and he was a big D and D fan uh, when he was growing up, like throughout high school. So when we started um, uh, rooming together, he was telling me about Dungeons and Dragons, and uh, I was like, you know, I, I my, my perception of it was it was different than what uh, he was explaining it. I was like, oh, this actually sounds like something I would want to do. So. Throughout college and then uh, post college, before kids, uh, we played Dungeons and Dragons with a couple of different groups and uh, got into some other uh, role playing game stuff too. But just as we, you know, as kids came along and uh, as the groups of people started moving away, uh, we just it just sort of fell apart and disbanded. Right as it does. So what you said you played some other kinds of role playing games as well. What was what were some of those? Uh, we had uh, played the when the third edition came out. It was a part of the D twenty system, and mm-hmm. they had a D twenty modern um, set of books that came out that used essentially the same rules as third edition. And so we played some of, some of the D twenty modern, and uh, I think a couple other other D twenty modern games. And that's that's pretty much it. Okay, so why why did you choose Dungeons and Dragons to share as opposed to, you know, like Pathfinder, Pathfinder or yeah, or other genre? Um, r- really, because I have the books. Um, okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> ultimately, <laughs> that's that's, that's why. I mean, but <laughs> got that, the books, got the game. Yeah, um, that was part of it. The other thing was, um, you know, I get the book for Christmas. I open up the, I got it in the mail. I open it up and I, I pull the book out and. I just say Dungeons and Dragons, and uh, both of my children were like, "Ooh, what's that?" And they're so excited about it, and it just seemed like there was already this natural excitement for it. Cool. And so it was right then and there. I thought, well, this, you know, this could be something uh, 
hey, I'm doing a podcast with the kids. Uh, you know, at least <laughs> maybe this is it. So, so Annalise, was that the first time you'd heard of Dungeons and Dragons? I think I had heard Dad talk about it um, a little before that, um, but I learned a lot more after afterwards sure. when we actually had the book and I got to learn about making characters and what adventures you could do. Okay. So did you get to look through the book first or um, yeah, by yourself? Yeah. Okay. Um, there were a few times in the car when where Dad had it, and me and Dasha would just take turns looking at characters and things. Fine. <laughs> Okay, I want to ask you more about um, the characters and stuff that you looked at in a second here. But um, first, Carlin, did you, when you were preparing for this, did you create your own adventure, or did you use one of the published ones, or how did you? Uh, yeah, that? I just created my own, and that was uh, um, well. So I played with. Um, I know I'm skipping ahead because I know you've got this question. I played with both kids, um, both Annalise, who is ten, and my son, who is six, and I had. I had some concerns about his uh, attention span to it. Um, so really, I just sort of, to be honest, I just completely winged it. I just <laughs> impromptu came up with adventures and threw them into situations and just saw how they went with it. Because okay. with when you got a six-year-old, there's there's really little planning you can do. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. I've played with especially, some 26 especially year Especially Dashiell. Like. <laughs> especially if you have a Dashiell. Yeah. Um, Okay, well, Annalise, what? Tell me about the kind of characters that you looked at, and and well, what what kind of character actually did you end up making? Um, I made a, a half elf named Mara. Um, I was I'm a rogue, and um, when when we were talking about making the characters, Dashiell heard Dragonborn, and that is exactly what that's what that's what he is now. Um, he he just kind of attached to that. Because he really likes um, How to Train Your the movies How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah, that was actually what we uh, we tried playing Dungeons and Dragons for. We played a couple of times, I think, didn't we, David? Uh, I think we really played once. And we had some friends that wanted to play, and we never got back because we always tried to get our friends in, but right. it just broke out because broke up because we just try to get yeah. these other people in but they never yeah. at the time yeah the schedule never worked out but david had played a dragonborn in that one that was totally his favorite too <laughs> and i missed uh, the fire breath attack which <laughs> sucked uh so what was it annalise that attracted you to the uh like the rogue was you so say you played a rogue a- yeah okay and uh, what, what was what was cool about that and 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 have elf um well, since it was the fir- the first character, I wanted to like I wanted to make an easier character instead of one of the harder ones. Right. Um. So, um, those just seemed the most appealing to me. Okay. Was it? A- Go ahead. Well, just I mean, she she initially wanted to play uh, like a sorcerer or magician of some kind, and yeah, right. yeah. And I was so, so I was still trying to figure out the rules again. I was like, let's. Let's do that. Let's do a, a you know a, a, a magician of some kind next time or next character you build, and we can work up because they're just those are that whole other set of rules that right. you have to work <laughs> yeah. into. And so, um, you know, I didn't want to stifle our creativity, but I wanted to be able to. <laughs> I wanted to play the rule the the game as best we could. So right, that makes sense. Um, so was that a hard choice then to 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 kind of narrow it down to a half elf rogue? Um, Annalise, or was there another one that like, like I know, you, 
your dad just said that you were interested in a magic user, but uh, were there other races that you kind of looked at too? Or um, we looked at like a human and an orc, I think. Um, I was pretty sure I wanted to be a rogue, um, and I just wasn't. I didn't wasn't sure about what I what else I wanted, like half elf or orc or human. Um, so we just went through the pros and cons, and I ended up just picking half elf. Okay. Um, how about the rules? So we talked about uh, how the magic is, you know, can be kind of hard to learn in the game. Was, was that? How were the other rules? Did you? Was it hard to learn those? Not really. We just we just really just um, did a advent, a little adventure, and Dad told us which dice to roll and what to do. I guess Dad did the most work. Sure. And told sure. us what happened. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that's a good GM that helps you out with that. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, DM and, and Dungeon Master. Right, right, right. I mean, <laughs> GM would work too, but yeah. Technically, yeah. it's Dungeon Master. <laughs> So, how long did you play for, Carlin? Um, we did, well, we sat down for what, I don't know, two, was it about two hours, Annalise, when we did the uh, character creation yeah. session? It, it was probably it, two or three, I mean, it was, it was a long time. We just sat down and yeah. created the characters together, and uh, then for the adventure, we came back a, a few weeks later, and we probably just spent uh, two to three hours playing an adventure. Um, again, some of that just was me going into it knowing that... Um, with uh, my younger, my youngest, there, I just knew uh, there might be a patience issue. So, sure, uh, he he wanted to be the the dungeon master. Yes, he did want to be the dungeon master quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> he kept talking about the the, the crocodile. He came into it with a lot of story ideas that he wanted to. <laughs> I, I can definitely see him, and and uh, if we keep playing him, him in uh, a few years being a great dungeon master. But that's yeah, he's not there yet. Well, that's I'm one of the re- fun things. That's one of the fun things about that game is, uh, I mean, it's it's collaborative storytelling, and uh, um, yeah, the, the Dungeon Master has you know the most power to do that, but uh, but it's fun that everybody can bring their ideas of different things. I, I interrupted you, David. What you're saying? I'm reading the DM books so that I can be a DM. Yeah, David is also so, interested in in being a Dungeon Master. Area of the story, actually. Yeah. Cool. Um, so, Carlin, did you have dice that you already used, and all the kids kind of used the same pile, or did you buy dice for everybody, or how? Yeah, we just um, I, I had accumulated dice over the years, and I had enough sets that I let each of the kids have uh, have their own set that out of out of my collection. Sure. And then for for them because you know because you're saying d4 d6 d8 uh, and so on uh, yeah i on a piece of paper i wrote d4 drew a circle next to it d6 <laughs> drew a circle next to it f- for all of them for both for both kids and then i put yeah. the dice in the circles uh, appropriate ah. circles uh and for annalise i wasn't uh, as concerned uh, but even by the end dashell wasn't even really uh, using that he, i would just say d6 and he was like yeah, i know which one it is and so they weren't needing that as much but just initially it, it helped yeah, that's yeah. a great idea. Yeah, yeah. We had you had enough for a set for me, a set for Dashiell, a set for you, and then you had a giant pile left over. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, Annalise, tell me about the adventure. What was what happened? What did you guys do? Um, I 
I was like, you caught me and I was like in your in Dashiell's jail and um in the exchange for my freedom I would help Dashiell cuz he's a, a scout. So um we ran into a village um and that village didn't didn't really like dragon, the dragonborns and um cuz there's there's a, a war going on so they were on the other side um and so like that night they they attacked us and we had to escape and um one of the men from the village village helped us he he helped us get into the dungeon where they had captured a different dragonborn um and we helped him escape and then we went back to the um the the his little house um and when we ended i i really i really wanted to keep playing cuz the um what was his name dad what was the guy who was helping us what do you remember his name darvin his name was darvin darvin, darvin. um and at the, at the very end um it just he started acting a little suspicious so i wanted to keep playing to see what would happen but we ended so we need okay. we need to continue with that story <laughs> nice nice the, yeah dash was like he's nice because he gave us like short swords and healing potions oh. so he's i'm like hmm interesting because if he, he said something suspicious and then dash was like he's nice <laughs> <laughs> did you guys get in any fights not you and dash but uh your characters with the uh the other characters yeah that night four men attacked us then we had to attack a bunch of shoulder soldiers um when we were sneaking into the dungeon to help the dragonborn escape okay and what would you like better do you like the fighting parts better or do you like kind of interacting with the other characters better mm, i like both um it's fun to hear the stories, but it's also fun to do the the action-packed scenes and mm-hmm. see what's going to happen. Or do yeah. do you get hit? Do I get missed? Do you guys use um, miniatures, Carlin, at all? Or we did not from, not this time. We did not. Okay. Um, okay. What what else did you especially enjoy doing in the adventure, Annalise? Um, it was. It was funny to watch Dashiell as he plays because, like, we sometimes have to take a break because he keeps getting out of his seat and pretending to actually be his character. (laughs) Um, Well, why don't you talk about, because there would be times when you'd go in the dungeon and there would be, uh, you have to go straight or you have to go right or you could go left or there's different options and different choices. And the two of you, because uh, your brother and sister would want, (laughs) you'd have different opinions. You'd have different uh, things that you'd want to do. So talk about, talk about that. Yeah, um, there were, we had to, for a couple of the turns to figure out which way we were going to go, we had to roll our D12s, <laughs> and whoever had the higher number got to choose oh, okay. which way. Um, as w- there was one corridor when we went down, we went into a room, and um, there was like, I... Um, I didn't want to go in there. I wanted to continue, and Dasha wanted to explore it. Um, 
and when we decided we were going to go in, and um, when we got in there, we found this we found this dead body um, that got like hit by the poison dart because it looked like he had been trying to get into the door. Um, and all of a sudden, Dashiell wanted to leave, and I wanted to keep going to see what was in there. Um, we continued, and we had a few more debates on which way we were going to go. Like, are we going to go back? Are we going to go forward? We finally found the Dragonborn, and we just headed straight back to um, Darwin cool. and left. <laughs> <laughs> um so and how did how did Dashiell seem to like the game? He he really enjoyed it. He he got much more into it than uh, I thought he thought he'd be. I was surprised as I mentioned I was sort of trying to tailor it because uh, I wasn't sure about his attention span and there were times he'd get up and run around like Annalise mentioned. Um, yeah. But I mean that's like I think as you were saying Michael uh, earlier there's 26 year olds who who would probably still do that. Yeah, but he, yeah, he was super into it. He's super, um, you know, he could picture everything much, much more than, than I would have, uh, I would have guessed uh, that he would have. And they were, it was fun to see them work together on, you know, right or left, and and uh, I don't know, I'm gonna have to have a D12 uh, available more often so they can resolve the conflicts <laughs> uh, <laughs> much easier. Uh, it seemed much easier for them to resolve issues in uh, Dungeons and Dragons world than than in real life. So. <laughs> Um, so are, do you have plans to play again already? Or? Yes. <laughs> well, we nothing, we nothing on the schedule, but, uh, we, yeah, we I, will play again. Apparently we're going to play again. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. We have to, he sounds so suspicious. We, we have, uh, you know, we, we moved to Florida almost 10 years ago and this was, this was really the first time I'd played since moving to Florida. Um, there, there is somebody that, uh, that we know um, we've got that he he just moved to Florida uh, in the last uh, few months and he he plays Dungeons and Dragons and I'd love to get him over more I'd love to get the party uh, a bit bigger and mm-hmm. uh, start sort of doing more with it but uh, but like that would be fun like David was sort of mentioning you know then the more people you have involved the more schedules you have to line up and yeah. um, you can't do as much of a campaign you have to do more like adventures because otherwise you're relying on uh, this cohesive storytelling or, or whatever. So, um, it's, uh, it's a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Annalise, uh, so you don't have your own dice already. Do you want your own dice now? Is that important to you? Not not yet. No. (laughs) So Annalise, you don't want, you don't want dice? Oh, maybe in the future. I mean, I can, I, I can always just ask you to pull out your two huge bags of dice. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Easy enough. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all the, uh, the questions I had. All right. Well, um, segue. what uh, what edition did you play of Dungeons & Dragons? Uh, we did three, I believe. Yeah, David's better at that than I am. Three um, or three? Because, I mean, that's the thing. It's like there's, you know, the original, there's advanced, there's three, yeah, 3. five, four, yeah. five. <laughs> three, what? because I was reading the books and we have we have number three okay for the books. yeah it was whatever was available at the time when he was expressing an interest in it and i just went out and, and bought some of the books gotcha um but uh you know part of it like i i love running games i love being the dm or the gm depending on the game and um but it 
the way that I do it is always takes me a ton of time to <laughs> to to do it. And uh so that was that was also a factor. Um you know, trying to coordinate schedules with our friends was part of it, but also um uh, well I guess I I'd had some uh some modules that I was gonna kinda run through, so that was that was good. But um it's still did, it's still just, so much prep. It's so much more prep for the dungeon it is. master. It and, really is. Uh, you can do like you say. You can do all the prep in the world, and somebody can come in and <laughs> just completely blow it out of the water. <laughs> yeah, but lately we have another buddy of mine, the guy I used to uh, game with years ago, uh, just invited us to join uh, a Pathfinder game that he's doing, um, which we've now played a couple of times, and uh, that's been a lot of fun. Um, David, I don't I mean, know if you want to say anything more about that, but I mean, elf that no one can pronounce his name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Pathfinder is very, very similar to Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, the world is very similar. Um, it's, uh, um, I don't know. I, I know people who prefer it. I don't know why. I don't know all the, the the politics and details behind what's different between the two, but uh, but we're enjoying that, and uh, actually inspired me to. Um, pick up another game that I used to run, which is a, uh, it's not a fantasy world game. It's a uh, more of a well, pirate swashbuckling kind of game. It's kind yeah. of fantasy. Yeah. It does have monsters and, and magic and stuff like that in it, but the setting is more pirates and musketeers and that kind of thing. And so I actually, am going to start running a game again. I'm just kind of been inspired. Well, too bad we're yeah. not geographically closer or else we could get all, we could all get Absolutely. together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We could play Skype D and D. We well, th- there's there's always that possibility. I'm How sure would we do that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We could figure it out. Technology, <laughs> technology is here. Yeah. We could all get together. We could play Dungeons and Dragons, and then we could get around uh, the nerd dinner table. We could have have like have a big dinner together and have yeah. our dinner table question. Which for this episode, we did this last time, but we'll <gasps> this time. Here's the question. If you had the opportunity to, tra- to time travel, would you want to travel into the past or the future, David? Uh, past. Past? Do you have a specific era you'd want to go to? Dinosaurs. So way back. Way back in yeah. the past. Who doesn't want to go see dinosaurs? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think I want to go see dinosaurs. <laughs> I'm fine not seeing them. <laughs> Annalise, where would you want to go, past or future? Future. You want to go future? Like how far in the future? Ooh, um, tomorrow? No, <laughs> I don't want to go to tomorrow. Tomorrow's my huge test. Um, in the like a hundred years, a thousand years? Um, maybe not a hundred years. Maybe like I don't know. Um, maybe when there's flying cars. But you don't know when that would be. <laughs> you well, don't even I'm know just, if that'll happen. Yeah. Is it just one trip or can you keep trying? Well, I say, yeah, it's just one trip. That's like the way she, this is your one trip. When do you go <laughs> past, or the, past or the future? So you say future. You want to try to see flying cars. You'll roll the dice on that. <laughs> I think it's like you might go to the end of the world. You, you don't know. It's, it's a gamble. Michael? Well, isn't that like year 5,000? No, not, not 5,000. Um. Five million? Is it the year five million? I don't know. That's we don't cool. know. You don't know. Who, right? Doctor Who. Yeah, Doctor Who. Yes. It's, it's, it's called Doctor Who. 
Michael, what do you choose, past or, pre- or past um, or future? I would do past. I'm, I'm scared of the future. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I would probably pick um, either like Victorian London or um, uh, the 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 Caribbean during the the golden age of piracy or something like that. Oh, okay. All right. I Just to I... visit. I wouldn't want to live there. Oh, but... no, no. <laughs> no. I think I would pick the past as well, but I don't think I'd go super far back. I'd just want to see, um, you know, the 50s or the 60s or just go back and see the, like, what I sort of consider the, the golden age of pop culture and, and be mm. be there to experience it live. Cool. Yeah, I, I would totally enjoy, like, the 20s or the 30s, too. Oh, sure, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, fun discussion, everyone. Um, it's we're, over. It is. It's over. <laughs> no. Yes. It, it has been some time. It has to. You would have known this if you'd gone to the future. You would have seen when it ended. <laughs> but oh, we'll do it again. I tell you what. I'll I'll make a deal with you, Annalise. Let's. We'll do it again. We'll have an episode three. Really? Uh, yes. <laughs> really. <laughs> <laughs> It's a good deal. We'll I do like it that. again, and uh, we'll do that sometime here in the next, uh, you know, next month or so, and we'll bring mm-hmm. everybody back. I don't, I don't think we'll let anybody go. We'll have everybody come back, and we'll do it all <laughs> again. So, uh, Annalise, David, Michael, good discussion. It was fun. All right. And yeah. uh, everybody listening, thanks, thanks for checking us out again. And uh, in the meantime, keep nerding those kids. <laughs> <laughs> Comic Geeks Podcasting Network.